So, how many veterans do I have in the audience tonight? How many Navy veterans? How many female Navy veterans? All right. <laughs> well, you may get a kick out of my story then. I'm gonna share with you tonight my first night of boot camp. Now, um, some of you may know, in 1994, they lifted the restrictions on women serving in combat. So I decided that I was going to join the Navy's nuclear power program. Now, some of you may be asking, why in the world would you want to do that? I grew up in a small town in California called Victorville. Don't worry if you've never heard of it. A lot of people haven't. Uh, but if you've ever driven from Los Angeles to Las Vegas on the 15 freeway, you might have stopped in Victorville to use the bathroom. However, maybe not. You probably stopped in Barstow or Hesperia instead because they had an In-N-Out, and who doesn't love In-N-Out? <laughs> Our one claim to fame at that time was we were the home of the Roy Rogers and Dale Evans Museum, where you could go see Bullet, Roy's dog, or Trigger, his horse, stuffed. You know, their little beady eyes looking at you. Yeah, I saw it when I was five. It was creepy. But don't worry, we now have an In-N-Out in Victorville, and we have a new claim to fame. We just made the top 10 of worst places to live in Southern California. <laughs> so I think you might be getting a picture of why I wanted to leave this stunning utopia in the desert. My mom just jokes, I really wanted some water. So I got on a plane and I flew to Great Lakes, Illinois. And you know, I don't know about the rest of you who joined the military, you get this idea in your head of what boot camp's gonna be like. You know, maybe you even watch a few movies and there's a lot of yelling and screaming and a lot of push-ups, so you get yourself psyched up for this, you get ready. I couldn't help but notice though, when I was on the van driving from the airport to boot camp, that I was the only girl on the van. Now, this didn't bother me much until we got out of the van and the yelling and screaming started, but not to me, to them. They took all the guys, had herded them away, and I started to go, and they said, no, you stay right there. And like, I was just like, but, and they're like, no, you stay right there. And they took all the guys away yelling and screaming at them and left me standing on the curb at Great Lakes, Illinois at six o'clock at night with my duffel bag by myself. So I'm suddenly feeling a little deflated here and a little left out. But then along comes this female RDC, that's recruit division commander to you non-Navy types, and she's very pregnant, and I'm thinking, she's got some yelling in her. <laughs> oh no, she must have been at that point in her pregnancy where she's just like, please don't mess with me. And she just looks at me and says, you come with me. So I follow, at least eager to be like going somewhere. She brings me into this room, and it's this huge room sectioned off into four sections, and each section has 80 desks. You know, the kind in high school where it's just a chair with a little thing on top, and she has me start filling out paperwork. Now here I am, I am queen of my own section of empty 80 desks. The other three sections are completely full of guys, and they're staring, but not for long. A male RDC starts to scream at them, you will not look at that female, she does not exist, she is invisible to you. <laughs> So I'm sitting there and I wanna say, um, I may be invisible, but I'm not deaf. <laughs> but you don't say stuff like that in boot camp, just if you've never been, don't do that. <laughs> so I sit there and we have an expression in the military, help, help me out, hurry up and wait. Thank you. And wait I did, I got there at six o'clock at night. By midnight we had eight whole girls. 
Apparently, this was enough that they could finally march us to our barracks. But lo and behold, the guy who was supposed to march us to our barracks forgot about us and went to his own to go to bed. <laughs> Why he couldn't, they couldn't have someone else do it, I don't know. This is military efficiency at its finest. They got him to come back and march us to our barracks. When we got there, we all start putting our stuff down. One girl goes running into the head and is sobbing and puking. We can hear her through the door. Meanwhile, a chief comes in and says, ladies, I'm so sorry, they put you in the wrong compartment. I need you to be across the hall. So very dismayed, we all start gathering our stuff. He stops me, grabs me by the shoulder, says, you, I need you to go in there and get her. <laughs> Don't worry about cleaning it up, just get her. So I, I just answer, uh, yes, chief. So I go into the head. Now, one of the things about joining the military, I think a lot of people can agree on, um, teaches you a lot about dealing with other people. You know, you're away from home for the first time, but it teaches you a lot about empathy. I have never felt so sorry for another human being in my entire life as when I walked in that bathroom. She was from Jamaica. Uh, it was her first time not only away from home, but from the island. She had puked all over the floor, all over the walls, all over the stall, everywhere but in the toilet. <laughs> she was kneeling on the floor sobbing, and she had a little wad of tissue in her hand, and she was dabbing at the floor trying to clean it up. And so I, I approached her, and I'm like, hey, um, we got to go. They, they put us in the wrong compartment. And she goes, no, no, I, I've got to clean this up. And so I was like, no, no, he said you didn't have to. We got to go. And so I, I grabbed her by the shoulders and I, I helped her to her feet and walked her over the sink and helped her clean off her face. And we made our way over to the, the compartment in which we were supposed to be. Finally dropped into my rack at about 2 a.m. Reveille was at three. Thank you for listening.